A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello and welcome back to the PH Nutrition Podcast. Today we are here. Coming at you with another research review, and this one is on the effect of fish oil supplementation on resistance training induced adaptations. And of course, I've got my my partner, my, my research partner in crime, Mr. Luke Hall. How are you, buddy? I am very good, thanks, Liam. Omega is something that I've dived into a bit in the past, actually, just looking back at all research reviews that I've done for the website. So I'm excited to kind of bring them back up again and chat about these. Yeah, I think, we, I think fish oil is one of these supplementation areas of supplementation that I like to revisit because I think it's something that often people know about they know they've heard of fish oil they've heard of you know the benefits of it from maybe a cardiovascular point of view but sometimes we want to kind of look at other areas like, like like creatine like we do like we know that it helps with strength but what are the other benefits of it and I think that looking at it from a exercise or an athletic kind of training point of view I think is a really really uh, good thing so this was a, a randomized uh, placebo-controlled design to just determine the effect of fish oil on resistance training adaptations. A real-world study in terms of like taking um, 21 uh, who actually finished the, the study. I think that was right. There were 28, but I think a few dropped out. So there were 21 male and female participants, which was really nice to have a, a kind of mix. Uh, and there was a 10-week progressive resistance exercise training program. They did bench press and squat, um, which were, which was quite nice um, to look at the upper body and lower body um, differences. And there were some there, there were some really positive results, wasn't there, Luke? Do you want to just kind of talk through some of the things that we that we kind of uh, dived yeah, into so and, and the, saw on this? The 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 main result outside of fish oil is resistance training works. I always <laughs> like to flag that one up at the top. After ten weeks of resistance training, they 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 saw improvements in strength. Um, I think that was pretty much everyone in the study. I don't know if the results went, but the improvements in strength were seen across both groups, which, yeah, makes sense. As we know, we know resistance training works, but the aspects of fish oil, and that came into play, the group that were taking the fish oil did see, um, there weren't huge increases, no, but weren't. they were slightly bigger increases in absolute one rep max um, and relative uh, one rep max strength as well from pre and post. So um, they weren't, Massive, massive differences, but they were there. We did see kind of the difference that everybody in the study gained some strength from the, the training, but fish oil gained that little, little more. A little bit more. We did see, like I said, there was a, a significant increase in the bench press um, overall, absolute, but there was also a relative increase. So 
uh, relative to their body weight in terms of the back squat. Um, so, like you said, we're look, we're looking at these studies in a in a with our practical glasses on to be like, look, what can we derive from this? What can we take from this and help uh, you to, to to kind of be better? And fish oil is something that has a a multitude of effects. Like it can help lower inflammation. It can help with, uh, let's say, cardiovascular health. And we know that it's got some research to help in terms of protein synthesis, in terms of, like we say, recovery from exercise. But we, the mechanisms of action in terms of what is actually happening here, um, they're not 100% clear. Like, I don't think there's a direct kind of uh, reason why it's improving strength, is there, Luke? They, yeah, there's, they, they did have some theories yeah. in this paper as well, some ideas, um, but no kind of clear sort of definition. So the couple of ideas they had were that omega-3s might increase the activity of anabolic cell signaling pathways, so might provide a little bit more muscle growth, which obviously can feed into strength. And they might, I know they, they, they referenced a study that had been done in an older population group mm. as well, um, that showed that fish oil actually increased the um, cross-sectional area of past which muscle fibers in that group. So there might be something there uh, that will sort of feed in with the increase in activity of um, the anabolic cell signaling pathways, that kind of thing. Uh, they also mentioned a little bit about how fish oil may create kind of this greater neural activation. We know there's some benefits of fish oil on the brain and how our brain works. Um, and so it might even be that that kind of almost mind-muscle connection was strengthened a little bit too, which is potentially what led to this little increase as well. So it could be any of those things, could be something else as well. They were kind of just sort of throwing out these ideas yeah. um, for why this is the case. So that's a really good point because the dosage in the fish oil was 4.5 grams, and that was split into 2.2 of EPA and 1.5 of DHA. Now, EPA is more to do with the pathways around lowering inflammation, cell signaling, and the DHA is more to do with kind of cognitive function, neural function, and kind of is more in the brain. So like that is where the 1.5 is a decent amount of DHA. Like if you look at your fish oil, it might be kind of anywhere from maybe 400 milligrams to 800 milligrams. So it's, it's a good amount. So I do think that that mechanism of action is, is, is definitely a possibility because of the dosage in this. Um, so it kind of comes back to looking at as well, the research in terms of the dosage that we've seen before in terms of lowering muscle soreness and uh, other studies that have shown, like say, increases in resistance training is that you can't just take like 1.2 or 1.8 grams of fish oil. Like, like, you, like we said off air, like you're around three to six grams. So total fish oil to see a benefit. And obviously this was six weeks. So they were taking this consistently. So we know that, you know, wellness admin of actually taking uh, supplements on a consistent basis is definitely an area where people kind of struggle with. So that's where I, I do think that the practicalities of it, you've got to be, you've got to be taking a decent enough dose to see a, an actual increase in kind of like a, you know, the, the visual in your body to see, to, to, to see a benefit. We spoke about the omega-3 index in this Luke as well. They, they measured that, which was really, really nice. Now I have a lot of, we've done a lot of blood work with people and the omega-3 index is something that we do monitor um, just talk us through what we what, what the, uh, the research has found on regarding the omega-3 index this is the balance between your omega-3 and omega-6 by the way yeah 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 so the omega-3 index is essentially the percentage of epa and dha uh, in the red blood cells compared to omega-6s right yeah and i've come across this before in a couple of studies one of my favorite studies that i've come across it was actually um one where they were just looking 
the omega-3 indexes. So they weren't doing any kind of inventions or anything like that. They were just looking to quantify it. Um, but it was for members of the NBA G League. So I love athletes. I love basketball. I like diving into this. And these are athletes that supposedly look after their body at the top of their game. Uh, and there were 118 of them. And they took basically omega-3 indexes of all of them. And they got them to do a questionnaire that was just a food frequency questionnaire, essentially. So how often they ate and things like salmon, tuna, that kind of stuff. And if they supplemented with omega-3s as well. Um, and they basically found that, so omega-3 indexes, they, they gave some windows. They said, if your omega-3 index is less than 4%, you're at high risk of cardiovascular disease. Um, if it's 4 to 8%, moderate risk, more than 8%, low risk. And in that NBA G League study where they looked at that, there was only kind of two ads that were above that 8% and they supplemented with omega-3s. Yeah. There were loads of others that had like the eight fish quite a lot. Yeah. a week but even then they were in that kind of four percent five percent in that lower range and interestingly what we see in this study as well is that pre-supplementation the average across the whole board was uh, about 4.5 percent yeah yeah um, right. whereas post-supplementation after that length of time it jumped up to that kind of nine percent so you do see that increase when you supplement and it's one of those where you know, some people might say, oh, I don't need supplement omega-3s because I eat salmon a couple of times a week and all that kind of thing. And a lot of the evidence shows that, hey, even if you do that, when we look at the blood work, you might still be lacking. You're most likely still going to be lacking in that omega-3 index. 100%. Like that study was fantastic because it, it really showed that the basketball study showed that even if you are eating and athletes probably have access to the like the, like salmon and, and tuna and you know oily fish you know in in the clubs and and they know the importance of it so they are going to be kind of prioritizing this if you are eating this on a consistent basis three to four times a week as some of these athletes were you're still not going to be able to derive enough omega threes to be able to get you to a level that's going to be beneficial and what we have to understand is that we've got different levels of this like you've got you know sufficient levels where you're looking around to kind of say like you know six percent but you want to be optimal. Um, and this is where supplementation with fish oil for me is an absolute essential if you are someone that needs a kind of high performance lifestyle. Like if you're a high stress job, you're training quite regularly. Um, and even if you are conscious with your diet, it's still very, very, very challenging to get enough omega threes from your diet. Like oily fish is the only kind of real kind of bioavailable source. Like if you are plant-based, it's really challenging to get it from any kind of plant-based sources. So supplementation is something that I just think is a non-negotiable if you are someone that is doing this type of like, you know, say training regularly and looking, you know, wanting to, to kind of be really, really healthy. So I, I think it's just another, basically it's just another kind of like tick to be like, right, if you're, if you're wanting to get stronger, if you're wanting to be healthier, you want to improve your recovery. Omega threes are, go are going to be something that you probably need to supplement with, so I, I just think it's it's extremely challenging to to get it from foods. So, so yeah, that was really good. The, the there was a little bit of body composition stuff that they they uh, kind of tracked as well, didn't they? But there wasn't too much of a difference. There wasn't a significant difference between kind of lean body mass um, gains between the groups. And I think say it kind of loops back into, and we know that lean body changes or body composition changes are going to be part of strength training a 10-week strength training program in general anyway so um if you you if you again i, I don't know the, the the exact kind of like amount of uh studies that have shown 
fish oil in terms of body composition, but it's not really like, it's not something that you should be taking in terms of if you've got a body composition kind of focus. It's that indirect kind of like mechanism that we're looking at. Like if you're training, if you're uh, eating a little bit less, you know, you're in a calorie deficit, then you're probably going to be wary of these maybe higher fatty foods, such as salmon, such as mackerel, such as sardines. So you're probably going to be eating less of those. You're probably eating less calories overall. So again, supplementing with omega-3s from a health perspective, for helping you to, to recover from exercise is going to be beneficial. I don't think it's a direct kind of thing that you should be doing to help you lose body fat, if that makes sense. Cool. Anything else on this, mate? I think I think we've kind of I mean, covered I'm it. I'm always a fan of just talking about omega threes anyway. I know yeah. there's there's, there's Let's have a chat about omega threes. I think recovery is a, is a good one. Just thinking about other studies that I've read in the past about um omega, and this is going to reflect on of the sports that I enjoy as well. Obviously, I mentioned the basketball one. I know there was one that they actually did in the NFL, um, where they were looking at markers of traumatic brain injury in American mm. football. Uh, they actually did it in the NCAA, not the NFL, sorry. Um, but they were looking at, okay, the impact that omega-3s can have on that. And they found there was some significant, uh, significantly reduced levels of a certain marker of brain injury in athletes that had supplemented with DHA, EPA, and APA across a season of American football compared to the other, uh, which I think is really interesting. So as well as obviously the muscle recovery aspect that we know that kind of omega-3s can help there's also some sort of neuroprotective benefits Definitely. there as well which yeah yeah omega-3 is basically just take them take them take them and take enough of them you know yeah. and, and that's it like if you're looking at like say for that that type of thing you need to be making sure that your supplement does contain dha okay yeah. and if you're looking for more the anti-inflammatory effects then you want to be making sure that you're taking one that has a decent amount of epa but you want to be aiming for a total amount of fish oil of around three grams as a, as a, as a kind of minimum uh, on a daily basis. And you can be going up to kind of four grams, six grams, maybe not the old kind of, you know, the old polyquin kind of protocols of having like 30 to 40 grams of fish oil a day for like a week. You heard, not, you heard of them? Oh, I hadn't heard of that. Yeah. Like, yeah, there was a few, few studies on 45 grams of fish oil a day for like Three weeks, I think it was, in terms of markers. Five grams. Yeah, it's like they use a liquid fish oil. They weren't, no, the, yeah. yeah, they weren't taking the pills. Yeah. But I know Poliquin. I've done all of the Poliquin stuff, and he was he was mad on doing that high level. And I think I think there was some there was some stuff afterwards that basically said, like, look, this probably isn't safe to do this amount of uh, this level of fish oil, even though it's from a very very good source of fat. Like taking that much in on a daily basis. Yeah isn't healthy but the principles behind it you know like it's good it's a good solid supplement for me obviously we're promoting health and performance but you just got to make sure you're getting enough that's the key thing um and it kind of loops back to supplementation in general like most of the time that we don't see a result is either inconsistency of taking supplements in general so like you'd be like oh i didn't work but you know you still got half the pot there and that's kind of been sitting there for three weeks because you're taking like one every couple of days like consistency with supplements is, is absolutely crucial and probably for sure is, is one of the ones that you really need to be making sure you're taking consistently and dosage you know most of the time that you don't see a benefit of of taking something is either it's not a clinically effective dose that you're taking uh, or there's a, there's an imbalance in terms of the ingredients in there so like say you're trying to lower inflammation and you got one that's got like one gram of epa uh, or like 800 milligrams and it's got tons of dha you're probably not going to see the benefit so you're just going to be a little bit wary of that type of thing. 
But I think fish oil is something that I really notice the benefit when I take it. And then when I get out of the routine or whether I just finish my pot and don't kind of like, you know, buy some more, I start to really notice it, especially, especially I'm getting a little bit older, my joints and then the muscles. I just don't feel like I recover as as efficiently. And that's obviously anecdotal, but I've I've measured my blood regularly. And when it was high, like my Amiga index was, sorry, my, my Amiga index was low. My percentage Amiga index was low, kind of around four, I think mine was. And when I got it up around eight or nine um, through just targeted supplementation, I felt so much better. I just genuinely felt like I could keep training through the week. Like I didn't feel like I, I got sluggish. I didn't feel like I got beat up as much from sessions. And, and obviously that in turn indirectly allows you, if you can train more at a, a better intensity, then you're going to see better results in terms of progressive overload, in terms of strength gains, in terms of, you know, whatever you're trying to achieve from a, from a fitness point of view. So I think we're big fans of fish oil, mate, aren't we? Definitely. Yeah. And I think it's one of those as well where sometimes people are put off by the, the taste or that kind of thing. So my advice would be take it before bed take and go to sleep. Bed. With your, with your casing, with, with your shake, with, with the pro, preset protein. With preset whatever protein. you have before bed, that is uh, what I'd go for. Because I know fish oil, especially, because there were vegan options as well, algae, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. They tend to be harder to come by or harder to get enough of the right sort of stuff. But still, more worth doing, I think, vegans, vegetarians as well. Uh, but I know a lot of people, when I say take fish oil, they're like, oh, it tastes gross and it repeats on me. And if you take it before bed, you fall asleep and it doesn't repeat on you if you're asleep. Is my tip for some practical stuff there as well. And my top tip is that your fish oil shouldn't smell fishy. No. Okay. It is very prone to oxidization. So this is where supplementation packaging is very, very important. So not going to mention the very, very popular high street health store that begins with H and ends in Arrot. The, they pop all their fish oils in the window in red clear pots and i'm, I'm look i go past it i'm looking at it i'm going that you open that pot that is going to stink because you don't want light okay you want a minimal amount of air and you don't want light getting onto your fish oil tablet okay because it's going to help which can increase oxidization we don't want fish oil to oxidize okay it shouldn't smell fishy it shouldn't repeat on you okay if there is, spend a little bit of more money and buy a better quality fish oil, okay? One that has a, a non-opaque, a non-see-through pot that has a little bit of uh, kind of cotton in there to stop it moving around, stop it, you know, as much air getting in there and making sure that it doesn't stink fish when you open it. So I, I would always just spend a tiny bit more on fish oil because the quality is, quality is very, very important. Cool. Mate, really good. Really, really good study. Again, something that's that was really, really nice for us to kind of dive into because we you know, we want to be helping people get the most out of their training. We want to be people to be the healthiest that they could possibly be. And, you know, we want to be teaching you how to supplement in a smart way, in a more efficient way, as opposed to just taking everything because we can get a little bit overwhelmed. And I think that supplementation point of view, Amiga should be is one of the big three. I mean, so right up there. Happy days. Guys, thanks so much for listening. Lukey, thank you so much again for being on the podcast and, and, and directing everyone in the right way in terms of how to use fish oil and to help their strength gains. 
we're going to be back with some more research reviews in the future if you like this podcast please rate share review um, and we'd love to hear from you we'd love to hear what you want to hear more of we'd love to see any studies that you want us to kind of cover any topics you want to kind of dive into we've got some ones planned on on some, some kind of really good topics such as cgms diet breaks a few other bits in the, in the pipeline so it's gonna be really good but thank you so much for listening and i'll catch you on the next episode even when we're on a budget we still deserve nice things quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80 percent less than similar brands they have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.